Welcome to the Bleeding Cincy Red Podcast Best Case Worst Case Edition, where we focus on one player each episode during spring training and discuss what they've done for us in the past and what they will mean to this 2018 World Championship team. Who are we focusing on today, Robert? In this episode, we're going to take a look at Adam Duvall Star. <laughs> Go Reds! <laughs> One of those pieces acquired in the Mike Leak trade uh, that also brought us uh, Kiri Mella, who's still in the Reds' uh, minor organization. And what's interesting is that Mella was like kind of the the big piece that we were getting uh, for Mike Leak, and uh, Duval was sort of a, a toss-in. And a, a lot of people, uh, I don't think, realized what we were going to be getting from from Adam Duval, and it's. It's been a great, um, it's been a great surprise so far. A great ride uh, the past two years with him. Yeah, San Francisco, I think, is probably regretting that trade. Uh, Mike Leake didn't really help them enough down the stretch, and right now they've been hurting for outfielders. In fact, that was one of their main objectives this off season was to to strengthen their outfield, and they they traded for Andrew McCutcheon to in order to do that. Uh, I bet they are imagining what life would have been like had they not made that trade and Adam Duvall would be in the outfield. Of course, you're right. When this trade happened, I, many of us, including myself, just saw Adam Duvall as a throw-in. When I looked up his numbers, he clearly had power, but he didn't seem to do much else. And I think that was kind of one of those big rubs on him. He, he struck out a lot. You know, he he kind of reminded you a little bit, at least during the trade, as another Adam who used to play for the Reds, Adam Dunn. Um where hits for a lot of power, strikes out a good amount. The only difference is where he he didn't strike uh, he didn't walk as much. He doesn't walk as much and he's better defensively by far. So him coming to the Reds has really been a nice surprise and the fact that he's locked down that left field spot has made this the stability of this lineup having that right-handed bat right in the middle. Honestly, I think it it helps Joey Votto. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, Duval is um it it's been like a great, a great surprise as far as how he's performed, but also, yeah, he creates these great problems that the Reds are right now facing. Like so many of their uh, trades that they've made for the rebuild have paid off in certain ways to where we have uh, in the end field, all of a sudden there's this problem of when Nixon sells ready, where do we put him? We've got Suarez playing at such a high level, uh, Peraza's in there, and we're hoping that he continues to improve. And we picked up Scooter Jeanette, where all of a sudden it's like, oh, we have kind of a crowded infield. And in the outfield, we have this great prospect, Jesse Winker, who is moving up through the uh, system. And But now all of a sudden, because of trades, we have uh, Adam Duvall performing at a high level, uh, Scott Shubler performing at a high level, to where all of a sudden we, we've got these... Uh, 
almost like too much of a good thing going on. And I think I, I agree with Duvall really helps because if you've got this person who's hitting 30 home runs behind Votto, all of a sudden it's like, maybe we should pitch to Votto instead of just walking him because that might be adding to Duvall's RBI total when he has a home run afterward because we can't walk everyone in the Reds lineup, right? And um, and then you've got somebody like Suarez that's just hanging back there that's good for 20-plus home runs each year. Um, you know, the Reds are really building, like, an incredible lineup. And, and this is a really cool stat with Duvall is that the past two – he's only played two full seasons, and in both of them he's hit 30-plus home runs – and 99-plus RBIs, but we'll just say 90-plus RBIs, okay? And there are only three players in the National League who have hit 30-plus home runs and 90-plus RBIs the past two seasons, and one of those three players is Adam Duvall. The other two are Nolan Arenado from uh, the Rockies and Anthony Rizzo with the Cubs, and that's pretty incredible uh, to be in that company that that's that's elite company for Duvall to be there and that's you know just his first two full seasons in the majors and the truth is I think we can expect that to continue there's no reason to not see that continue Um, he's a little bit older at 29 uh, to be considered like up and coming so he really is in the heart of the prime and I'm glad you brought up those homers and RBI totals because if you dig even deeper he had the he has had two full seasons with the Reds and then an after the trade line partial season with the Reds when he came over from the Giants. In his three seasons with the Reds, his numbers have been nearly identical from year to year. It it's almost bizarre and strange. Um, his on base percentage plus slugging his on base plus slugging percentage in the three years were seven ninety, seven ninety five, seven eighty two. I mean, his strikeouts of the past two years were 164 and 170. His walks, 41, 39. His batting average, 241 versus 249. I mean, if there was one red other than Joey Votto, the greatest reds hitter who ever lived, if there's ever anybody who's Mr. Consistency, it is Adam Duvall star. (coughs) He, He hits the same every year. You know what to expect. And... As someone who has sat through a lot of players, particularly Jay Bruce, who I love, I love Jay Bruce. I actually really did love Jay Bruce. But you would you would see his monster months, and then you would see his swooning months, and he would slump and it'd be so hard. Whereas Duvall really doesn't have that as much. He goes through little bits here and there, but he just performs at a consistent level, and that's something as uh, a manager. I, I suspect you truly, truly appreciate. And that's without going into how defensively great he was last year. One of the things that I think is lost when talking about Adam Duvall is his defense. He led the National League left fielding position with 15 assists last year and was third in all of Major League Baseball in total putouts by left fielders. Uh he was one of only three left fielders. I looked this up. I thought this was interesting. He was only one of three left fielders in all of baseball to start more than 135 games, which, other than Joey Votto on the team, I think was second most. I can't remember. I can't remember Suarez. I meant to look him up, but I think that was second most. Um, and the only two people who played more games than him in left field uh, 
who started more games there were Marcelo Zuna, who was just traded to the Cardinals, and Justin Upton. And uh, he was a he was a Gold Glove. Adam Duvall was a Gold Glove finalist for the second year in a row, uh, getting robbed in 2016 by Starling Marte and losing to probably an admittedly more deserving Ozuna in 2017. But it, it was very close. Um, but he really has a chance, I believe, in this coming year to win that Gold Glove. Yeah, and after seeing, you know, as a Reds fan, like left field has often been like where we have somebody who's like a little bit on on the lower side defensively, right? And Duvall, like, in addition to, you know, all this offensive production is, um, you know, really doing a great job out there in left field, you know, and, you know, maybe, maybe you could play right field on another team, but, uh, you know, Shebler's doing such a great job, uh, fielding and right. And we have Winker coming up, um, to play there. And it's, it's great to have where even the weakest link in the fence, you know, the, the left fielder, we have got a plus defender there. I mean, I, I, I feel like the Reds, uh, part of their, uh, persona is almost, uh, you know, elite defense, and um, and it's been that way for for a while, and it's great to see that you know even in left field, you know, we've got a potential Gold Glove person there. I mean, you know, really looking at the Reds lineup, like you know, Lotto has improved his defense. Um, Barnhart won the Gold Glove. Suarez is good enough to be in that conversation at third base. Uh, then you've got uh, Duvall and uh, Pilly Hamilton, who somehow does not have a gold glove. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's 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 really um, incredible. You know, if if you just take the offense out, which the Reds had a great offense in 2017, when you just look at the defense that these uh, position players are, are putting up, like it's great. I mean, um, and uh, you know, once. I mean, really, when you look at the Reds, it's like once the pitching catches up to every other phase of the the team, like that's when the Reds are just going to explode and everyone's going to be like, whoa, where'd they come from? But when you really start to look at, uh, you know, even on on the defensive level and Duvall's a big part of that. So, yeah, when it all starts to click, it's going to be great. I expect Adam Duvall to be a part of that. In fact, in the in the crowded outfield problems that we're going to have, I expect him to continue to be the left fielder. I, do, I think he's the one who I believe, whom I believe, has the most job security of the, of the four players only because of his consistency, because you know what you're going to get in defense. It's funny because my favorite – one of my favorite things is most people are uh, – is most, peop- most baseball fans are. One of my favorite things in a game is a walk-off home run. I would say – my second favorite, or at least in my top five, is when an outfielder throws someone out at the plate or throws someone out at third base. I absolutely love that, you know, don't run on me, don't run on my arm. And uh, and he did that so often last year that you almost expected it. I, I still couldn't believe as the season wore on why other teams were continuing to run on him. It was as if their scouting reports were completely wrong and they had been watching some other some other player, or they were reading Adam Dunn's, you know, scouting report, right. you know, right. oh, we can run on this clown. Um, but ultimately he, he just would throw people out 
over and over and over again, and that made the season really, really exciting. And in a season with a lot of losses, there was so much to really appreciate. And I think Adam Duvall's arm and his his solid throws were something that uh, we haven't seen in a long time, and it was nice to have. Yeah, definitely. And um, another reason that I think Duvall should have more security of out of the four outfielders that the Reds have is that he's a right-handed bat on top of everything else. And uh, right now, uh, the Reds outfield, you know, you look at Winker and Shebler, they're both lefties, and uh, Hamilton's a switch hitter, but, like, you know, at the same time, when you look at his uh, offensive metrics, he's not... Um, you know, outside of stealing bases, uh, there, there's not much to look at there offensively. So to have uh, a really strong right-handed bat and a power bat uh, from the right-hand side of the plate, like that, that actually becomes more and more important. And it's why if the Reds ever uh, were fielding trade offers for Duval or Shubler or Hamilton, why they should would want to push for more for Duval just because it is a, a rarity. Um, yeah, you weren't kidding. I, it was funny until I sat down the other day and looked up that lineup. I mean, other than him and Suarez, the rest of the lineup as it currently stands, oh, maybe Peraza, but the rest of the lineup as it currently stands are either lefties or switch hitters. And so I, I completely agree with you. I, I think you do need a right-handed power bat in that lineup. In particular, I, to me, he becomes even more valuable if if the Reds have uh, Joey Votto continues his on-base dominance, if Winker comes in and is the on-base machine that he's been proving himself to be throughout his minor league career, and Eugenio Suarez continues to grow uh, his on-base percentage, which he has done year over year, then suddenly you can take a guy who doesn't walk as much and just really thumps the ball um, because it gives you a more well-balanced lineup and uh, having him be right-handed is key in, in my opinion so you can counter against uh, you know teams sticking a, a lefty in to face everybody yeah yeah especially yeah when, late in the game when when you know the score is tied and you've got uh, this great strong reds lineup you don't want to just have three left-handers in a row where it's you know the the other manager can can do do things to uh, you know improve their odds. You you want to keep them honest, and if they're gonna swap pitchers, uh, you're gonna have to make them make that decision. You know, am I gonna stick with the same relief pitcher on all three guys, or am I gonna have to uh, switch it up and uh, use two relievers for instead of one? And and all of that like adds up during the season so i mean having just having a right-handed bat that you can count on uh, mixed in with all these left-handed bats uh, really really is important it's funny and in talking to you it it makes me realize how much i actually like adam duvall (laughs) (laughs) you know like i don't think about him as much because i'm overly excited about joey Votto, and i'm i've been extremely extremely optimistic and excited about suarez and just from my years growing up as uh, a baseball player and as an infielder i i always lean toward infield guys being my favorites um but i think duvall just carries himself well uh he's a good face for the reds and I, I expect a lot of good things out of him over the next couple of years. So so it's time for our best case and worst case scenarios. What do you have for us, Robert? Okay, so 
Um, I'll start off with the best case. And for me, the best case uh, is that, uh, you know, in 2016 and 2017, it's been a little consistent one way is that he's started off super strong and faded a little bit uh, near the end of the season. Uh, you know, his overall numbers have been the same, um, but the, the production during the season, like, kind of slowed down a little bit near the end. So my best case is that he actually starts strong like he usually does and then carries it all the way through to his first 40 home run season and that he uh, breaks that plateau. He's He's been on that pace twice now, two years in a row. He's been on that pace starting off season, and I'm just going to say best case he carries it all the way through to the end. Uh, worst case is that maybe he starts slower and uh, goes with, uh, uh, you know, a floor of maybe like 25 home runs, maybe 80 RBIs, and uh, he has kind of a sluggish season compared to his first two. Honestly, I think he's only going to continue to do what he's been doing or better, but uh, we have to put a worst case, and that's where I'm going. <laughs> well, here's why you are completely wrong on the worst case. Mr. Consistency, my worst case scenario for Mr. Consistency is that he puts up another 30 homers, 100 RBIs, and a 790 on-base plus slugging percentage <laughs> with superb defense because this is Adam Duvall and things won't change. And that's his worst case scenario. The best case scenario, and I think I kind of touched upon this before, is that the best case scenario is that he will surprise us at his age 29 season and tick some of those numbers up. He'll finally get over that 40 home run mark, which would be really exciting as a Reds fan because I don't, I don't think we've had a 40 home run player in, in a few years. And uh, I think he's going to top out. I think, I think the best case is this is the year he nabs 130 RBI. He's going to be among the league leaders. And I believe this is going to be possible if – Winker hits in the number two spot and is, is the on-base on base machine we, we think he will be. And if Suarez keeps smashing like he has been and sits in the number five spot to protect him, I think that chunk of the middle of lineup will give him the ability to amass R, more RBIs because the people in front of him will be on base and the protection to not get walked and to do it by having Suarez right behind him. So... I believe that that is the best case scenario. And on top of that, on top of that, this is the year he finally pushes through and wins that gold glove after two nominations. So that's that's my take. And uh, I, I'm leaning toward probably somewhere in the middle there. <laughs> I think I honestly think that uh, the truth is his season, his numbers are going to tick up just a little bit. Not not probably of what I'm, I'm hoping for, but uh, just a little bit. And uh uh, I'm going. I'm going in on your best case. Yeah. I, I, I'm reminded last year my one of my preseason predictions was that Duvall was going to lead the league in RBIs, and uh, you reminded me that right now with your best case. So, so I'm I'm all in on your best case, and <laughs> and with the Gold Glove, we're 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 going we're going for it. <laughs> this is happening. <laughs> Somebody call Adam Duvall. Let him know. We're counting on him. <laughs> anyway, well, thanks to everybody out there for listening today. We we really appreciate it. Uh, if you like what you hear, be sure to rate us on iTunes. Share us on Facebook. Share us on Twitter. Share us with your friends. You fly planes above the sky with uh, signs behind them that say, listen to the Bleeding Cincy Red podcast. Any one of those things that you do, no matter how big or how small, we really, really appreciate it. 
And stay tuned for more of the Bleeding Cincy Red podcast, Best Case, Worst Case Scenario Edition, Spring Training Edition, where we focus on different players on the Reds roster for 2018. And of course, a special thanks to our all-time favorite Red, Barry Larkin, for listening. I'm sure he's tuned in somewhere. Go Reds! (laughs) We'll be right back.